0: One second, Zach, there you now you're plugged in.
1: What is happening? you two thumb undeciders that was our new
0: music uh, yeah, written and composed by Dalton Dalton core, everyone that is if you listened yesterday, we had a a very um we had the first rendition of that. Which we gave him some notes. Really, the only two notes was to start strong, which I believe he did, uh, yes. and speed it up a little bit, um, and uh, and then also and it, the ending. Uh, I I I think the ending. Maybe there's one more note about the ending. I, I would have, one but more I note also honestly I think the ending. I mean, that's basically <laughs> it. That's basically I, it. It's fun. I, I like the
1: ending. It just it's it's kind of it does kind like, of peter bam. off at
0: the end. Um, <laughs>
1: it makes me laugh. I mean, I know, we, not on
0: purpose. I, I could grow <laughs> to to love it. It does kind of I, feel like at the ending, he just kind ever, of like kind um, of whittles away at the piano and just kind of. Well, it just kind of ends on like, dude. Boop, boop. There's um. No, I I've I like never... that. No, I'm just saying like the ending. I think just um, uh, could it could use a little bit of a touch. Or it could not. Um, it depends on how many revisions the, Dalton uh,
1: wants us ending,
0: to. The ending. The ending reminds me of the uh, the the
1: Ruddles. There's a song called "Cheese and Onions" that's making fun of uh, a Beatles song. And you know how like there's the famous Beatles song that en- that ends with like a long note. I forget which one. Is that "Day in the Life"? Uh, Anyways, you know you know what I'm talking about. The yeah. forever note. Yes. Well yeah, in this yeah, yeah. uh cheese and onions it's life. like this it's this huge build up and then it just goes Dude <laughs> with one note. <laughs> it's got oh, I I felt
0: this theme song. Oh so really? I, That's actually I, really funny. Okay.
1: I nobody it's a real deep cut. Well people cut, like, if you don't know what the Ruttles are, it.
0: the Ruttles was a, a mockumentary made in the eighties by the um Seventy Eights. Uh, by the um uh uh mighty python nobody... people.
1: Well, you know, um, you see, we say that, but I, it's only got one. I think it was yeah. produced by Lauren Michaels.
0: What's actually. most important is the only Beatle that chose to be in it was George Harrison, um, <laughs> who is, in this uh, critic's um, opinion, um, is the best Beatle, at least post the Beatles, because he had a sense of humor about it. Um, and he was okay with making fun of himself in this movie. Uh, great movie. Anyways, um, we have such a treat for you today. Um, yes. first of all, uh, I'm going to call someone who currently is in line, um, for, uh-oh. <laughs> What's happening? What? What's
2: going
1: on? A famous dude just, text just texted me.
0: Dalton just texted me um you just said i listened live um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we love the song hey, do i mean i i, I, I we're we, you know we're, we're trying to play it for the audience our audience playing, likes yeah to, i our like audience I, said, loves, I like our audience i really enjoyed it <laughs> likes to have a little animosity i feel like you know we're two thumbs undecided we're never gonna be decided on any song. Um, but we are fairly decided that that was a great masterpiece. Um, like I
1: said, I think I think it's good. I, it's it goes strong. Um, it has uh, that 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 uh, vibe of what the penguin listens to in uh, Wallace and Gromit.
0: Yes, that's what we are going for. Um, so,
1: uh, I like I you know give me the figure and uh, let's uh, let's pay uh Let's pay, <laughs> him. Let's
2: pay this motherfucker. Yeah. Um,
0: Whoa, sorry. You know he's listening live. Yeah, I know he's listening with his. <sighs> Is old, probably a lot of old people are watching, is listening as well. Um, yes. They us? love us the best. I wonder if our grandma loves, or <laughs> loves us, listens to this. No. Anyways, um, so well, we maybe. have um, someone that we're going to call who's currently waiting in line for the waitlist, a waitlist line to hear a speaker at none other than Sundance, which is happening right now. Um, her name is Alexi. She has never been on the show before. She's a friend. Uh friend of a soon-to-be friend of the show um she insisted that she didn't want this to go that long i said maybe five minutes and she said five minutes is a long time um (laughs) so this might only take a minute or two um we'll see how it goes and we'll see if she even answers but zach won't be able to um uh zach won't be able to to hear her um so
1: I will be playing off your face and off what you say and I'll We try to won't mimic. we
0: won't be able to hear you either, Zach.
1: Uh what?
0: Yeah. The, uh, because you there's only I'm one saying?
1: ox. We- so I can scream and go like, whoa, that's insane. What's uh, her name?
0: I will mimic I will I will mimic her name's Alexi. Lexi! Alright. I'm, right. I'm unplugging Zach. Well we will be able to hear you in this mic, in my mic. Well, you're not really being plugged in anyways. All right, let's see what Alexi has to say. We have to think of a better way of doing I mean, she could technically call in as well, but I, I think we're already asking a lot of her for doing this. So.
2: All right. Hello. Oh, it's Alexi. Hey, what's up?
0: Welcome to Two Thumbs Undecided. You're in a waitlist or waitlist line right now.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Oh wow. Okay, so tell <laughs> me real. What is the the line that you're in, and what's the general atmosphere currently? What's the
2: atmosphere of the line, or, yeah, or the yeah. general atmosphere of the uh, line? Okay. Either. <laughs> okay. Um. So we're in line for this um, intimacy talk. Whoa. And it's with the intimacy coordinator who worked on normal people. Oh. Um, and then Dakota Johnson's supposed to be there as well, and then Barry Jenkins and some other people. Whoa. Um
3: that Yeah, no, I'm incredible. really excited.
2: No, yeah, I think it's gonna be so cool. And the line isn't that long. Um, so hopefully we get in, but um yeah, no, we're really excited. This so- is like the first talk that we've tried to get into, so
0: I didn't, I mean, I feel like this is probably, the int- intimacy coordinator, that's like a newish position, right? Like, that's,
2: feel like Yeah, this- well, that's, yeah, that's something that, like, I know normal people got a lot of praise because their sex scenes were really well done, mm-hmm. um, and I know that, like, the two lead actors said that the intimacy coordinator, like, really helped facilitate that, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean it's something that Hollywood definitely needs. Mm-hmm. Um and it seems like it's being talked about a lot more now, so I'm really excited.
0: So what um so that's exciting. Uh maybe we'll talk about that at some point later in the life. Um What what movies have you seen that um you loved and that you recommend for people to be excited about? I'm
2: sorry, one second. Uh-oh. Try and bring up your QR
0: code. This is the Our shit that happens on live topics, radio, so folks.
2: May not work. <coughs> um, card I think she's getting
0: instruction. Zach can't. When, uh, when yeah, I can't hear you, Zach. If you are, uh, well, Zach, Zach. Okay, Zach is is waving his phone arms phone up and down. I think Alexi is getting instructions from. from um... <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Zach? <laughs> Okay. So I don't know if Alexi is still with us. If, if she she could very well have died. I don't know what happens or, in Sundance. Um, there might be avalanches. I know there's avalanches all over the place. In uh, uh, not in New, New York, though. Your, all right. Um, in
2: your account, it I might hang up on her
0: and call her back because she's not even responding to anything I'm saying right now. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, wait. She okay. heard me. Wait, Zach, what are you? Um,
2: okay, I saw Theater Camp yesterday. Highly okay. recommend. I thought it was so fun. Theater camp. Um, I thought the editing was really cool. Um, and just the score and everything in the cast. Like, their chemistry was really good. Um, Who's in yeah, it? Yeah, it was super fun. Sorry, what'd you say? Who is it? Who's in it? Oh, um, Molly Gordon and Ben Platt.
3: Mm. Noah Galvin.
2: Okay. Um... Yeah, Molly co-wrote it um, with one of her best friends, and they also co-directed it, and it's their directorial debut. Shit. Um, Yeah.
0: Um, What's a movie you've seen that you think will get a lot of hype, but uh, you didn't think was that good?
2: Um, I don't know. I haven't seen a ton of stuff, so. Um, But yeah. Okay. Theater camp, I recommend first. Theater sure.
0: camp. Okay, last thing. What's the what movie are you most excited about?
2: Hmm. Well, we actually went to an IndieWire panel yesterday um, oh. with first-time filmmakers, and there's this um, film called Mutt coming out that actually um, our friend worked on. Oh. Um. Is a friend our I friend's know? friend. Oh. It's Katie's friend.
0: Ah yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um. But, yeah, I'm really excited to see that. And the premiere is tomorrow. Um, And my old boss, actually, is, like, helping work on it, too. So I'm really excited.
0: Exciting times. Well, I'll leave you to it then, Alexi. Thank you uh, so much for taking this call. Um, Yeah,
2: it was great talking to you.
0: Have a good rest of uh, Sundance. All right.
2: Thanks. Bye-bye. Have fun in Brooklyn. Bye.
0: You bastard. Okay. All right. You're back on, Zach. And that's
1: why I'm not going to go to jail. Huh?
0: So, wait, why? What You were posting something about Barry Jenkins? You just, like, yeah, did, had she, did she say something about Barry Jenkins? She said she um, is currently um, in line for a speaker uh, about intimacy coordinators. Um, uh-huh. And apparently, uh-huh. uh, Barry Jenkins, which actually, we should do an episode on that. Um, do you know what that is, Zach? I could only guess. Is it somebody who's like an in-between like what?
1: you know, being intimate with people.
0: Yeah, I guess it's this person that like will their whole job is to like kind of make people comfortable with sex scenes or intimate scenes. Oh!
1: <laughs> and it's hey. a fairly
0: newish thing, and I didn't, I didn't really know this that much. Alexi is much more knowledgeable. I feel about things that are happening currently uh, in, in, in in the stu like in like uh, not post production, um, because she works, um. As a writer in the writers' room and writing PAs, and she was a Whoa. PA on Marvelous Miss Maisel.
2: Whoa, um,
1: yeah, is that how you know her?
0: Yeah, I, I, through we're about to hear somebody else who also um, is a friend of the show, Nick, who also has connection with Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um A that lot of I have a lot of friends up. that had something to do with that show. Um, yes. I.e. Reese, who um, I reached out to um, to help out with this. You, Reese, he,
1: you reached out to him.
0: He did not respond. Um no. and then Katie, uh, who um, uh, Alexi mentioned um, uh, is said that she couldn't do it. Um, but she's also in Sundance. She wouldn't um, do it. She wouldn't. She refused. She
1: um, said, uh, uh, did she? By the way, did Katie work on Body Body Bodies?
0: Katie did not. Or was that okay? uh? Katie just worked previously with the lead actress in that on um Shiva Baby. Katie was the producer of Shiva Baby, um, or the co-producer, or one of the main producers. um, And uh, I forget her name, but the the star of um, Shiva Baby. Rachel something. Rachel, no.
1: Rachel Shiva
0: Baby. Yep. Rachel S., um, who was in Bodies, Body, Bodies. But I'm pretty sure Katie had nothing to do with that movie. And in fact, Katie just graduated from uh, grad school in getting... Uh, degree in therapy. Um, oh wow! Uh, That's yeah. Cool. So she's going to be doing that briefly while um taking a step away from producing for a hot sec, and then we'll probably get back into the film biz at some point. Anyways, um, the next thing we're gonna do is we have um two recordings uh previously recorded uh from Nick um who has been on the show multiple times. Um, some would say he is the the fourth thumb. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he, uh, is also in Sundance and he couldn't do it live cause he's currently in a screening. Um, but, uh, I'm going to play two of his recordings, one now- that he sent to me literally as soon as he landed that I think wow. is just going to be about like the general vibe of the place. And then mm-hmm. one, um, about, um, something else that he just sent to me.
1: All right. Now we have not heard these yet, so this could be insanity.
0: Yeah. And so I'm going to plug it in. We're not going to be able to hear you again, Zach, but you'll be able to hear Nick. That's
2: okay. Oh, that's cool. So plugging it in. All right.
3: Hello, this is Nick DeVoe on the ground at Sundance 2023, reporting for Two Thumbs Undecided, unofficially. Um, I have been here for mm, not that long. We got in yesterday around three o'clock. Um, So we've only had a small taste of what the festival is like. And geographically, we've only been a small park at the festival. We haven't been to Main Street where the Egyptian theater is and all the whenever you see promotional material for like a cute downtown street for Sundance. We haven't been around there yet. But the theater is spread out along the valley that Park City fills up. Um, So far, the only film I have seen is uh, The Pod Generation, directed and written by Sophie Barth. Um, It's a sci-fi dystopian i think it's kind of dystopian dystopian utopian i like sci-fi films that raise that question and this film i think definitely does that um it's kind of like a mix of her and knocked up it's um amelia clark and she would tell ijiofor uh play a couple who decide to raise a baby in a service where you can have the baby in a external like pod um that is sort of made by this amazon like company um it was a great weird film um You know personally for me i found some moments were like a little kind of like cute and twee and in love with itself but also it's such a great world they made and it's a great premise and it's a section that sci-fi hasn't really explored yet like you know caring for future generations and you know what is a authentic way of parenting versus what is a you know hands-off way of parenting um the director spoke a little bit at q a and it was a very personal story you can really feel it um it was also just great seeing those actors and roles that are so unlike what we know them for it was a very like whimsical vibe that just w- way different i'm not i haven't watched game of thrones so i can't really speak for amelia clark but way different than like anything i've seen uh chi in. tell um so that was a great treat to start it all off um and it definitely got me thinking about, and I hope you do talk about this in your in your Sundance, you know, uh, coverage. Um, that the festival has really changed over the years. Um, you know, Sundance really started as a festival where people who were nobodies could submit their films and become somebodies. And I used to feel very pessimistic about how the festival has changed. Like when I was in college, I remember looking through, which is twenty fifteen looking through and seeing films that were getting talked about and praised. And, you know, there's often always a celebrity attached or, you know, you look into who's producing it and you're like, okay, so this isn't nobody's who's making this. This is someone who has some kind of connection. And I used to see that as like a sort of, you know, um a bad sign for independent film. But, you know, this year I'm looking at it a little more positively. And it's, I think when you look at the landscape of film and TV lately, it's hard to make weird stuff. It's so hard to make weird stuff, especially weird stuff that needs money. Like this world that they were able to make in a pod generation was so fully realized. Um, And, you know, Amelia Clark produced it. Um, The fact that she and she would tell were even in it, I think gives the film financing, you know, and we, we, we need that, I think, for independent film um, to make things that really go above and beyond and really go out there, which this film definitely did. Um, so it's a mixed bag. Um, you know, I would love to see more institutions and festivals that can really raise up like nobodies, but it's a really difficult time for the industry to do that. Um, I mean, you can look at like the disappearance of the mid-range budget film as a really good example of the kind of thing I'm talking about. Um, even when you look at what an independent film qualifies as, I mean, the only real metric you can have, I think, is like what the Independent Spirit Awards calls an independent film, which I think is twenty-three to twenty-five million somewhere in that range. Um, anything under that qualifies as an independent film. That's still a whole lot of money, you know. Those aren't movies that nobody can make. Um, so I don't know what the budget on this particular film was, and I also don't know if Sundance has a budget cap for submissions. Um, you two should look into that to figure out. Um, You know what the festival is like now. Is there a budget qualification you need? Um, do they have special awards for like films made under a million or something like that? Um, you know, where can nobodies really shine at Sundance? Um But I don't know, it raised a lot of interesting questions and really got me thinking about um I don't know, just the state of independent film, which I suppose is what this festival is here for. Um Yeah. I'm trying to see if I have any other thoughts right away. I mean, one really cool thing is that again, I've only, you know, geographically been in a small area of the festival. Um, but it is really cool how just like you, you know, everyone you're wandering around has something to do with something interesting. Um, you know, if a film is here, it's interesting. It's not going to be a boring, whatever. Um, or so I would think we'll see after I watch a couple more movies and I'll get back to you. But, um, you know, like uh, we were just kind of chilling in the lobby, chatting up with people were waiting for um, hotel stuff to clear. And they talked about a project they worked on called The Tuba Thieves that sounded really interesting. It's a mix of documentary, fiction, dr- dramatization, all kind of mixed up, it sounds. And it's about uh, theft of uh, a string of tuba thefts that happened in L.A. because the music schools are so underfunded. Something like that. I didn't quite get everything. But it sounded awesome. And I don't know. It was great that you can just find that.
2: I think it just ended. One sec, I'm just gonna check real quick that that he
0: just his thing just this ended. Is the
3: vibe at any kind of festival, this yeah, is my wait, first time being at like a legitimate, really cool festival. Um, so to me, it's you know pretty neat. Um, I think that's all I have for now.
0: Wait, one sec. This isn't. I'm I'm talking live, Zach. Uh, all right. I think my phone just shut off. But it
3: sounded awesome, and
0: okay, okay. I think that was basically it. All right, I'm plugging you back in okay uh hello so uh that um,
2: yeah, was th- thank
0: you very much yes feels like he gave us a lot of homework
1: <laughs> uh ho-
0: you mean homework as it no I, he was giving
1: us good uh good on the
0: ground coverage i really quickly looked up um is there a budget um i don't think there is a like a budget that you need to have um, is
1: there a budget? Uh, well, I'm I looking. I'm looking up
0: the um the rules and regulations for States government. okay the rules and regulations for submitting to the 2013 Sundance. All I'm really seeing is 50% or more of the project's financing originated from sources within the United States. The project may only be submitted. Okay, and then okay, so that's just like uh international versus not international. I mean the fee is like seventy dollars or something like that. I'm not seeing a budget yeah. cap or.
1: Um, now it did sound like uh, the, the one thing that I was like, "Oh yeah, we should do." Is we we weren't really doing a do a Sundance coverage. Yeah, we weren't um, but really. We could. I mean, we didn't have on it, we've planned. done it
0: in the past, and. I mean, I frankly, I always feel that. Um, uh these these I mean, fe- these festivals, I feel like these festivals are like talked about so much whenever they're happening. Um yeah. that I I don't like to do things that kind of just just uh kind of is like chasing after news, you know, which I feel like a lot of publications do. Um Yeah, but I
1: bet it is also our we are film people, so we should we also kind of cover that uh and once we start making money from this which this is the year that we become successful wow uh that that is my mark um okay i said
0: that in 2019 i'm pretty sure or i I think i said that i think i did say that in 2020 yeah anyways i'm
1: surprised uh, yes I'm um
0: anyways oh zach looked at the door like something happened they're, they're um,
1: Not at my door. But, Sundance, um.
0: he's right. Sundance, there is a lot of history there. I think we should maybe next week do an episode on Sundance and kind of history of Sundance. Um, I I'll know reach out to Kevin Smith. That was interesting how he said, um, you know, the you know the world of uh, indie films have changed significantly where, you know, we can't always just be sad like, oh, I can't make m- a movie on... anymore. I have to have all this money and, like, stars attached and stuff. But, like, now it's kind of just, like, getting these weird, obscure movies still that have, like, stars attached and stuff. It's really the only way to get them distributed and seen is to be going through these film festivals. So, um, unfortunately, it's you still have to have kind of a lot of money and stars attached. Um, I think more so stars attached than money. But Um, You um, know what
1: movie I have been... Put, you know, I haven't even seen it yet, but uh the People's Joker by uh, uh, uh Vera Drew. Uh I'm I'm trying to get them on on our show
0: because they're not really big. Yeah. Uh, I think I think if... next week have you emailed them yet? I have. Oh, wow. uh, well, I have not emailed. Oh. I have messaged to Twitter, which Oh, that doesn't count. But no,
2: it, the, reach out on. via
0: imdb pro get their agent's name and email them okay okay anyways that's that's. this is the conversations we have behind the scenes this um, is the
1: only time we really talk so we got to <laughs> talk business on air sorry yeah. anyways
0: now, uh i do have film news okay you have film news
1: i know we have a subject uh but uh i wanted to do some film news and it is on sundance And um, it is about a certain uh, Mr. Kang, or upcoming Kang, uh, a.k.a. Jonathan Majors. I can't name you another movie he's in, but um, Jonathan Jonathan Majors, do you know anything about him? No. He is, I wouldn't say up and coming, but he has been hitting it big uh, recently. He is villain, Kang, not Jonathan King. Jonathan Majors, I'm looking up him. Uh, he is Kang in um, the, the Marvel movie, the upcoming Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And just from a comic book standpoint, Sam, Kang is, is a huge villain.
2: Mm. He's,
1: he's going to be the next Thanos. And he's, he can do more than that. He's a time traveler guy and it's all. So he, he's going to be the next big bad. Yeah. So, his face is going to be all over the place. But he was in Lovecraft Country, which yeah. is where I discovered him. Um, and he's going to be in Creed three, as the villain, I guess. Um, I don't know maybe who he's going to be. Uh, Damien and... Anyways, Anderson. But anywho, uh, he was in a Sundance movie uh, that uh, got a standing ovation called Magazine Dreams. And listen... To this synopsis, a black amateur bodybuilder struggles to find human connections in this uh, exploration of celebrity and violence. And then the photo is a super ripped Jonathan Majors. He's a very hunky man. He's a good looking fellow. Hmm. Uh, But this uh, photo does him justice. Um, And yeah maybe some posters that people can print off of him and put him up in their college dorms perhaps uh i feel like college kids need new posters like you got the fight club you got pulp fiction you know they didn't stop making movies in the 90s people mm. okay so uh, animal house i I'm had an animal house poster but
0: i think maybe we were just um well there was a lot of animal i do wonder like what posters kids have up now I had uh inf- nymphomaniac up and it was um they had
1: promotional uh seven promotional photo uh things for nymphomaniac really? and it was yeah it was like seven naked or uh above the you know the private area of each of the actors
0: mm. and then
1: making like basically an orgasm face yeah uh but I got Skargard Skargusgard is in it not his son but like the original from Goodwill Hunting yeah uh and I still have it but <laughs> I didn't I guess I didn't post it up too long um but I should I should uh, take a picture. Of it. It's really it's really a fun. I remember poster.
0: I remember mom um, judged <laughs> you so hard for watching that movie for some reason. There, and didn't you have to like, watch it for a class? Yes,
1: I did. And I she was, was just like Zach's over there and...
0: watching porn.
1: Exactly, um, and she, it was her very slight way of like joking, but also being like, "Yeah, this is porn." Yeah. And was it the most disgusting movie I've ever seen? <sighs> Or like sexual wise maybe i mean there's a lot of sex mm. but um i mean, well, I mean life. this is this is where we come from in the sense of like what is porn and what is art yeah and uh we could revisit that you know now that we're older and have seen more films and more porn
0: <laughs> more porn um more movies all so right. um,
1: yes, there was a standing ovation. Jonathan Majors is the new hot thing, and uh, he seems like a nice guy. So, all the best to him. Uh, and, don't say that. Uh, You're why? gonna
0: get me, me too, like all the rest. Oh, oh, is it? Are you saying me too is is bad? Is that? No, I'm I'm of... saying he, we're gonna find out that he did something wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Did I? Um. I yeah. Last uh, last time
1: we did two thumbs under set it, I told you that like. Basically, like a lot of people got
0: yeah um, canceled.
1: Not me, not me too. Like they yeah, they got canceled. Or, or they yeah, they got revealed that they were all weirdos. All right. Well, uh, anything else uh, news wise? that um, re- I mean, there probably is news, but um, it's all about Avatar. Okay, oh, yeah, I don't care. That's the sad. That's the sad part. I look up film news, and there's six articles. First articles are always. About the same thing. It's, it's always about, about like
0: what budget, like who's passing what budget, or I mean, not budget. It's all about like gross, like who's making the most uh box office money. Which I guess in, in some regards is great because it's like okay, movies are quote back, you know, whatever. But now,
1: actually, here's some news on you. <laughs> so Uh-oh. get ready to be blasted. <laughs> you actually came back to
0: Twitter because of film news. Uh, that's not true. Yeah, it's what you told me. Well, I maybe I did. I what what really happened is, is I was at a party uh, or a gathering Ooh. of a bunch of people, and huh? um, there is a fairly unanimous uh, consensus amongst a lot of the people, including Nick and Alexi, being there, um, <laughs> who I respect their opinion on things, um, <laughs> and they seem to say that uh, Twitter was their favorite social media. Um, that's
1: that's the same thing with me, and I that's what. I'm saying is as long as you just... it. It's like being in the safe zone in the apocalypse, okay? You can be safe, just don't go outside the walls. There are horrible, nasty people in Twitter, in the Twitterverse. Mm. Uh, you just need... A, now, of course, you can, you know, you got to have a, a large bubble, um, but there are just some very dismal, sad, disgusting people on Twitter. But uh, as long as you stay within, you know... Just news-wise,
2: yeah. Like,
1: right news, by the way, not crazy news. There's this new thing, and, and I'll make this quick. There's this new thing on Twitter where, um, like th- these people will show videos of themselves of how they're affected by uh, Pfizer. the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the funniest thing because they're they're just they're twitching like uncontrollably, but they're holding the phone like perfectly still yeah or like when they're petting their dog it's like really like (laughs) it's horrible acting but it's just the funniest thing so now people are posting like like this is what happened to me when i took the pfizer and it's um um curly doing the (laughs) on the ground do you know what i'm talking about
0: i know what you're talking about is that your film news
1: no 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 okay film news so this is another thing when i look up things on film news and it's not really film news but this is from cartoonbrew.com um, uh it, nice moment with critics choice awards uh where um uh, brendan Fraser gets congratulated by henry selick which is the director of wendell and wild oh
0: interesting i mean he's well, getting I mean, that, celebrated by everyone
1: well I, he was celebrated by this man in particular because uh frazier uh, was in a movie of Selex, his first mm-hmm. live action movie hmm. um yeah
0: Good for so, him I watched second, Whale, Whale recently um
1: oh how was it yeah I saw well, you well we'll we'll
0: get to that we'll get to that um there also Nick sent us another um recording uh which we might Ooh. get to afterwards um but we do have a critic today that we were going to go over
2: yes I don't
0: really know as I was doing research for him He's not your contemporary, he's not your um ordinary kind of critic. He never really wrote for a newspaper from what I can tell. No, he didn't he, he didn't write for a publication. Um and he's more of a film historian.
1: I mean, he's <laughs> he has written a huge book and has given his opinion. So he is a critic, but I almost feel I feel like he is more of a just a film lover. Yeah. But Oh, so we are talking today about Leonard Moulton, the the 72-year-old film critic
2: Mm. uh, uh,
1: from somewhere. (laughs) Hold on. New Jersey. (laughs) Wow. New Jersey. New Jersey. Um, And he is a film lover. He has been doing this since he was 15. Yeah. Uh, He is somewhat somebody we should emulate he was doing ground like independent publishing uh before any
0: of us i guess it says sorry, he started i mean yeah. he started doing it uh in 60 uh 65 65 that was like when NASA he was start. he was born in 1950 uh and so he was 15 years old um when yeah. he started doing that um and it was just like yeah it was just this normal kind of publication um called uh What was it called?
1: It was called Classic Images. But it says here, writing, it says here, he was writing for Classic Images and editing and publishing his own. Oh, no, his thing was called Film Fan Monthly, that I guess was uh, printed in Classic Images.
0: But basically, ever since 1969, when he started doing um, this thing called TV movies, basically, he would just do a list of. All of the movies that were on, currently on TV, not made for movie TVs, but movies that were on TV, like that were playing on TV. And it um, would more
1: so do summaries. Now, the thing that he's most famous, sorry for interrupting you. How dare you? Uh, uh, but I'm g- gliding India. Yeah, but um, is he he would write a book series where it was like a huge book a. Uh, a big book of movies it's leonard's moulton's movie guide and it would just tell you all the movies basically ever and this was before the internet so you're like hey i wonder what fly two is about you would pick up his book and you would see a summary and go oh that seems cool
0: yeah um so it was it was important she would rate the things, though, he would rate it on a scale um, from one to four, I believe, um, the lowest being bomb, uh, and then it would go to one and a half stars, um, which I guess there's an exception for Naked Gun 33 and one third, in which he gave two and one, two and one third stars out of four, uh, which is. See, that's funny. Pretty I've high. Heard, I've
1: heard, yeah, I've heard that he's um, he's also a fun guy. Uh, He's been in a few movies, actually. Uh And according to this, uh, which is Wikipedia, he was in a South Park episode, which they don't really let anybody... Uh, Those earlier episodes of South Park, they had guests on. Mm -hmm. Um, But... um, He was also... The thing I remember him... I recently uh, watched Gremlins 2, and he was on that. He was... uh, it's actually kind of cool. In Gremlins 2, he is Leonard Maltin and he's doing a review show and he's reviewing uh how much he hates Gremlins. Mm. And then he gets attacked by gremlins. Interesting. Uh so yeah.
0: I think he's he's interesting cuz he's not, you know, like I think all the other critics we have talked about since he really had no editor ever, um he was just purely um just made a book and just like, yeah. kinda just was so meticulous about it was so like not meticulous but expansive like he the fact that he did a book on every single or he did a book on every single movie that was on t v at the time um kind of there wasn't really anything else, yeah, there wasn't anything like it. I remember so like when you told me that we were that you wanted to do this episode um earlier today or yesterday yeah. um I was traveling this weekend, so I didn't. Uh, I didn't do too much. I didn't have too much time, to prepare. But um,
1: I got you covered, baby. Thanks. But you
0: also got you. You got a lot of clips and such, so you yeah. did your.
1: your Anyways, Farron.
0: He um. Oh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I remember when you told me about him. Um, and I was like, oh, who, who is this bozo that you just brought up? <laughs> and I looked up his image, and I was like, oh, this guy. Honestly, that this was my dweeb. first. Well, I you know, always thought I don't know why, but like I, I we have the his books lying around. I think like 2013 or 2000 or maybe even I like grew- 2008 or seven. One of his things, and I remember like I tried to read them, and I remember just thinking that this is so boring, and like why am I trusting this this dude? Like th- what what does this guy have to say? Wait, he just looks bored? like it- a nerd. <laughs> he looks You're like a nerd. nerd.
1: Because he has glasses. Yeah, because he has he glasses. I and then I, I don't looked wear up, glasses anymore.
0: I'm at not saying you're a nerd because you don't wear at, glasses.
1: Not anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. I contacts. Well, I hate to say it, you used to look like a nerd.
1: After I ended this, I would actually give myself a little bit of a wedgie <laughs> until I saw the whites of my underwear, <laughs> which is very hard because it's.
0: I don't know. It was more so was like, what's this old, I think even at a at certain age, I was like, what this, what's this old white dude who's smiling at me have to say about you know, Taxi Driver, you know? I'm like,
1: well, do you want to know what he said about Taxi Driver? Yeah.
0: What did he say about Taxi Driver?
1: Well, I'll tell you what he said about Taxi Driver.
0: I feel uh, like it always comes back to Taxi Driver.
1: Then you know what I'm not gonna talk about. Alright, what is this
0: what does this guy have to say about um this
1: white old man what he has to say about mean like streets?
0: Like pot or what does he have to say about, about um pot? No, not pot. What does he have he to say about yeah, what well, okay, just tell me.
1: From one hundred must see films of the twentieth century, which came out in two thousand. <laughs> okay. Uh movie so he's reviewing the last hundred years. Um hold on, hold on. Uh let's talk about Mean Streets. You want to hear what he says about Mean Streets, yeah, or you do say. you want to hear about Annie
0: Hall? Uh, I mean, both are kind of bogus, like, you know... Bogus? Not bogus, but both are pretty... Give me a take on something like a, a weird movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you have the um, book in uh, front of you?
1: I have an excerpt. Done. Oh. Um, let's see. Weird film. He's not really t- giving me anything weird. Yeah. I'm trying to think... If because, you can't find you know, anything, he's... just
0: tell me... I, 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 I mean, can tell it's... you
1: uh, the one that's like not like probably the least famous. Now these are all famous movies, but the one I would consider like not a lot of people have, have watched. But Seven Brides for Seven Brothers.
0: Okay, what does he say about that?
1: Roll, Ickling Roll, roll, icking Roll, icking Rollicking. roll-ick-ing,
0: rollicking? roll-ick-ing. <laughs> 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 You're seriously. I mean, you have dyslexia, but. No. Talk about ha- okay. i'm just watching a lot of always sunny right now and it's just roll- r- it reminds me of charlie day roll- he's just well like-
1: there, no it's it's r-o-l-l that would be r-a rollicking this is rollicking so but it it makes sense that it would be rollicking <laughs> <laughs> okay ro- it's rollicking musical and um, rollicking musical perfectly integrates song dance and story keel's uh decision to get himself a wife played by powell Inspires his rowdy brothers to follow suit. Tuneful Johnny Mercer, Gene De Paul score with Oscar-winning musical direction by uh, Adolf uh, Duchiel <laughs> Duc- oh. Duc- oh. and Saul Chaplin. But it's Michael Kidd's energetic dance numbers that really stand up, with rare screen work by dancers Jacques de, de- Ambos and Mac Platt. The barn-raising sequence is an absolute knockout. Screenplay by Albert Hackett, Francis Goodrich, and Dorothy Kingsley
0: from a Stephen Vincent Bennett story. Yeah. See, his reviews aren't really reviews. It's kind of just like... You want to hear
1: a review of his?
0: Uh, I have it. Okay, give me a review of his.
1: Uh, His review of the 1948 movie, Isn't It Romantic?, Oh yeah. Directed by Norman Z McLeod or Lund. Uh his review for that is no.
0: Yeah, which won the Guinness World uh <laughs> record for the shortest review ever.
1: That is literally the review. It's 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 even shorter than the review for a Spinal Tap's record uh shark sandwich, uh shit sandwich. <laughs> which was the review um
0: this is just no.
1: So. <laughs> that is pretty like funny.
0: It. I mean, he's
1: a fun, I think he's a funny guy. The
0: thing that I, 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 why I wouldn't, I wouldn't even really place him in the same. He's first off, he's a caricature. He's a caricature. Like, he's just so happy to be. He's just he loves film. I mean, he's I guess there's like, two ways of looking at it. Maybe this is the cynical New Yorker in me where I'm just kind of like, why is this guy so happy? But um, he's
1: from New York University. He oh yeah, graduated... he's from New
0: York. Uni- well, I guess he is.
1: Actually, he was born in New York. Sorry. Yeah, but I don't then know he moved said...
0: to LA. L.A. But he loves L.A. Well, that's the thing: is all the happy people move to L.A. and all the cynics, like myself, stay in New York City, baby. Mm, and who goes to Pittsburgh? Steelworkers. Ow! Maniacs. Steelworkers and maniacs. Also, maniac. Really quickly, um, he because we have about. Fifteen minutes left. Um, yes. to kind of wrap up on a little bit of the end of his, uh, towards the end of uh, he's still alive. He is still alive. He's he still, is still alive. alive. Well, he's seventy-two. He's not um much like, like our last um David Crosby. Our last Bing Crosby. No,
1: David Crosby.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, he died. A- Eighty-one. Um, uh, younger than the Queen. Yes, she made uh, it a long time. She made it a very long time. Um. But he, uh, much like Pauline Kale, um, has Parkinson's. Well, Pauline Kale had Parkinson's. Um, but it's kind of interesting to film critics um, have Parkinson's, I guess. Um, but he has Parkinson's. He's had it for four years now. Um, Doesn't. Um... Yes. yes.
1: Well, that is a very horrible
0: disease. Yes.
1: Um, and we hope the best for him and his family and yeah. for all those who have parkinson's, yeah, because um it affects the nervous system, yes, um, and it's not fun, yeah, but yes, Michael Parkin- fox yeah has been fighting it for years,
0: yes, um he so that's that's i mean his his medical issues um he stopped uh producing this book the um which changed its name uh several times um to finally be Leonard uh, Moulton's Movie Guide um and uh the last issue came out in 19 uh or sorry uh, 2015 um or sorry it came out in t- uh, 2014 but it was about to 2015 I forget which one um I'm pretty sure. Wait, let me let me let me let me let me look this up real quick. Um, it ended da, 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 da. 2014. Uh, the last one um announced. Yeah, yeah, the 2015 edition to be published in September of 2014 will be the last. Um, they also tried to they tried to m- update it um by making an app um that was released in 2009, but I guess the Penguin uh group um. Decided to take it down for some reason. Yes, the Pittsburgh uh, Penguin group. Yes, the Pittsburgh Penguin who like owned it. the app for this uh, movie. Um, they
1: needed money.
0: So basically everything kind of uh, fell apart. Um, like it was losing money um, and they couldn't find a way to transition um, his uh, books to, um, uh, to to online.
1: Um, but he, does, it
0: out. he does have a website, which I'm looking up. Um, or I've I've looked into, it's kind of interesting. It's really just a website of just uh, Leonard Malton's stuff, um, and the tabs. Busy. Yeah, the tabs are kind of interesting because there's a tab for order confirmation, and then a tab for order failed. I don't know why <laughs> those are tabs that you can they just hate. click. It's it's almost like they just <laughs> whoever coded this thing just like didn't know how to like have that be a pop up if it failed. It yes. like you can go to the page. What it looks like if your order failed? Um, Do you
1: want a T-shirt, by the way? Oh, uh, from them? Yes, it's him and some woman who I would assume is either his assistant or maybe his wife.
0: Maybe. Uh, no, actually, that's his. Um, that's his daughter. Um, yeah, because his oh. daughter. Uh, and I was listening to this on the way in. His daughter and he, um, have a podcast. Um, that they do uh, called molten Malt- on Movies. Um, and I was listening to one in which they had Mel Brooks on. Um, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, they have they have guests come on. I mean, he's a well-loved movie person. Um, most recently, um, they had... Most recently, they had, last Friday, they had Zach Guilford on. Um, uh... He's got a new horror movie now playing on digital and VOD called What's Wrong with the hits um i don't Just really the, know what's going on with that um so
1: this is who we're trying to take over get his clientele yes um attack <laughs> um or make love yeah in a in a business sort of way yeah i'll do i'll do either at this point in in this run of two thumbs undecided i'll make love with another podcast, or I will destroy. <laughs> then again, what's? No, wait, I don't want to make that. Joke. What's the difference?
0: <laughs> what's the difference? I mean, you know what I, book I just I don't finished? Even know what that? Uh, uh,
1: what the Bible?
0: Yep, finished it. No, the um, Bible. Uh, the Bell Books. The Bell Jar.
1: The Bell Jar. Wait, why did that? That's Sylvia
0: Plath. Me? It's a very depressing book about a young lady who slowly loses her mind in the early nineteen sixties. Um
1: yeah, and Sylvia Plath,
0: lose their mind. Uh, Sylvia Plath is most famous for putting her head in an oven and killing herself. Oh. Um soon after this book came out. Oh. Um. So yeah, it was no, very that's... it honestly put me in a very strange headspace because it's it's very much that's like a lot of girls read in like high school, I feel. Um yes. and little old me is reading this at the ripe old age of twenty-six. Um yes. Yeah, but um, I don't know why I brought this it? up. Oh, there's a there's a part about uh sex. Um, yes, I would recommend. Is
1: it, it. is it a good is it good? Like Haha, I had sex.
0: Nope. Ah, oh, I love it. No, not uh oh, not a good thing really. Um, Probably not necessarily not... a bad thing though. Um, Did the person
1: not know how to do good sex with her?
0: Oh God. Okay, let's get off. <laughs> I don't know. I,
1: I don't know the content. I'm just.
0: All right. Um, uh, it's an it's interesting book. I'm sure most people have heard of it, though. Um, and, call in. Um, tell us about yeah, what you think about the um, So anyways, uh, that's what. Do you have anything else to say about the guy? He also. So he has this podcast he does with his kid. He also has um, a, not a goat. He also He's has doing like a...
1: it with a goat. He's doing it with his kid, his what? his child.
0: Um, he also has a production
2: company, I Ah, think.
1: What, what doesn't this guy have his, I don't know, he has his name, but he has,
0: it's like just his name, it's like something films or something, I don't know. Um, he's just, uh, he's just, he's like just a very lucky film buff who like, kind of made this very unique thing in the 60s, and then it, and then it kind of took off. He, in um, a way,
1: actually has a great job where he's really known for summarizing, and nobody dislikes people who summarize their movie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless you're just like, you summarized it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Finding Nemo's not about some dad finding his kid. It's actually a metaphor for the 2008 financial <laughs> crisis, which actually I don't think Finding Nemo came out at did.
0: He also, lastly, uh, he also was the film reviewer on this uh, syndicated television series Entertainment Tonight for 30 years, starting in 1982. Um, And uh, I was reading a review or an interview with him um, coming in today. And uh, he's just an extremely positive guy. Like the the interviewee was trying to like coax him to say something because he just came out with a memoir recently and the interviewer was trying to coax him to say something um like kind of negative about anyone really um yeah. and he essentially said like uh he said that uh uh like i have you know i have nothing really to 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 say i did have some tough times at entertainment tonight but that was over like 30 years but i i don't feel like you know being negative cuz like being positive you know you want to spread that um Right, he, was, he, was probably, he probably said something like, I'm not a uh, coax addict like you are.
1: Um, I, uh, I will not do your coaxing. Oh, I okay. <laughs> I will be coax-free. New coax. Yeah. Anyway, tell us real, so that was Leonard Malton. We grew up with him. He's cool. He's fun.
0: Mm, I don't know.
1: Get his book. Now All tell right. us quickly about the whale. Spoil well, should it. I do that <laughs> or should I play the last thing that Nick did? Mm, how long is next thing? Next thing
0: is oof. maybe save it. Thirteen or, no, minutes.
1: We, or, let's put it on send it to me and I'll put it on Twitter.
0: Okay, fine. Um, um anyways, uh yeah, so the that, the, whale. the whale. This yeah. is my thoughts yes. on the whale. You haven't seen it? No, and I honestly don't really I am probably I don't care. It was I'm a sure. very interesting movie. I would definitely recommend it. I think Brendan Fraser Um, did a very good job. Um, Great job, even. I think it definitely put him in a light. I get why he's getting so much attention. I would say the movie itself is interesting because it's very definitely a play. Like, it was based off of a play. It's all set in one room. I do think there's some moments that are a little bit cliche and I think come off more cliche in a movie than it would would for a play. Um, Like... I don't want to, there's just a few cliche moments that seem a bit too on the nose. Um, Is
1: is there a point where his daughter walks in and she goes, this certainly is the strangest thing I've ever seen.
0: (laughs) Or I've seen stranger things. Wait, why would she say that?
1: Oh, she's from stranger things. things.
0: Oh, (laughs) I was wondering where I've seen her before.
1: You're like ah, it's strange, but I know she's in a thing I've
0: seen. <laughs> I've actually, um, I think I've only seen one episode of Stranger Things. People,
1: people tell <laughs> me to watch four. things. People
0: have been telling me to watch White Lotus for so long, and uh, just I just finished it. I just keep saying, I, I keep, I'm keep acting like Rorschach in the classic, uh, Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen where people ask him to save him, and he says no, no, like Leonard Melton.
1: And isn't it romantic? Oh, and
0: like Leonard, I, I pull a Leonard Moulton and I say no. People ask me
1: to save them, but I quote Leonard Moulton's <laughs> review on the 1948 movie, Isn't It Romantic Review. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> um,
1: uh, I'm, I wish we didn't have three more minutes left. That was a good one to end on. Yeah, so but, the um, whale, I would say,
0: yeah. but I did like, I, I thought it was very interesting, the characters in it. None of them were really they all were very ambiguous. You never really knew what you couldn't you couldn't make up in your brain a reason why every single one of them was motivated, but it was never really entirely clear what the motivation was behind everyone just because like the movie kind of takes place uh well I, I'm trying the movie it, it's a very specific point in time in which a lot of these characters are either just meeting Brendan Fraser for the first time or have known him for a very long time Um, and I kept on thinking like something bad is going to happen Um, but there is nothing like overly melodramatic there are just some scenes and some lines in it that I think are a little bit that play in theater but doesn't necessarily play in a movie and that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but I, 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 I would really recommend it. The, the girl that I was sitting next to in the theaters was crying. Was she crying? Her, her. her Did her, she not have enough popcorn? Yeah, she was crying because she ran out of popcorn. <laughs> and then I offered her my popcorn, but then I realized oh, that my my bag was also empty, and so it and was just adding started. salt to because it was it was uh it was just the salt at the bottom, and she like put her hand she, like, in it. Ow! She's like, "Ow, my eye!" And she's like, yeah. covered herself in salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's
1: like, "Oh, they you, you so much. Ow, my wounds!" Yeah, oh, she had covered
0: I... in wounds. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, well, that's good to know. Uh, so, watch the whale. Um, I recommend season two of the uh, White Lotus. Uh,
0: and I am quoting uh Leonard uh, Maltin again. No.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um. Yeah, I didn't play no. as well for this one, but um
1: yeah, you know anded me, but you you <laughs> but I know it's funny, you know anded me, but you did do a good improv thing of doing a callback, so. Mm.
2: Well, anyways, know? stay
0: tuned uh the next um show after us is called a uh, Love Letter by Claire Campbell. Um they're not letter, in the Love Letter. They're not in the studio right now, but um I'm sure they will be. But tune in next week.